This week's episode of Psychic Happy Hour is super special. Today's guest is someone that I had the pleasure of meeting through TikTok and Instagram, and his energy is amazing, and we have such a fun and exciting conversation. We talk about astrology, we talk about Olive Garden, and he also roasts me. So be sure to listen to the whole episode. It's a great time. Link also serves up an amazing cocktail that I have to be honest, it made me drool when he was describing how it's made. And this week's episode, as always, is sponsored by Ampersand Leather Company. Ampersand Leather Co. is a local Seattle leather shop specializing in making the finest of quality handmade leather goods. Check them out at ampersandleatherco.com. And without further ado, here's this week's episode of Psychic Happy Hour. Welcome to Psychic Happy Hour. I am so excited for my next guest. You might know him from TikTok as JK It's Cole. He's been featured on Bustle and he's the resident astrologer for Smudge Wellness. Cole, welcome to Psychic Happy Hour. Hello, thank you for having me, Travis. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that the stars aligned. You see what I did there? Um, for this to happen. <laughs> uh, Cole, we make a lot of bad puns here. So that's totally okay. I love a good bad pun. I love it. Well, welcome to the Crown Lounge. Cole, can I get you a drink? Yes, absolutely, please. Hey, Link, what is on the menu today? What's up, everybody? I'm back here with another cocktail for this episode. I'm excited about it. It's called the State of Grace. It's got some vodka, some fresh raspberries, three juices, because why have one when you can have three, right? We're going to do lemon, lime, and orange juice. A little bit of St. Germain, which is an elderflower liqueur, super delicious to round it out, a little bit of simple syrup. And then we're going to add some sparkling wine on top to finish it off, give it nice and bubbly, super delicious. I'm going to serve this one in a coupe glass, make sure we strain off those raspberry seeds. Nobody needs raspberry seeds in their teeth. And I know Travis, you're over there chomping at the bit, wanting to know what this one's going to be like as a mocktail. Well, I got it for you. So that's what we're going to do. We're gonna pull out the St. Germain. We're gonna add a little bit of honey syrup to it. So one-to-one honey to water. And instead of the sparkling wine, we can add a little bit of ginger beer on top, or you can do sparkling wine, sparkling water, pardon me, sparkling water. And if you feel really adventurous, you can pull the vodka and add a little bit of verjus, some cooking verjus. I like to use ones that are fermented from, from grapes. I feel that has the most punch and flavor added to it. So. Feel free to experiment with it. I wouldn't add any more than, say, three quarters of an ounce. Uh, it can be a little bit sour and overpowering. So hope you all enjoy this one. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Well, Link, I'll take my usual mocktail. Um, Cole, do you want this full-spirited, honey? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Give it to me full-spirited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, cheers, friend. Cheers. Thank you. So, Cole, um, you live in New York, correct? Yes, I live in Manhattan, Upper West Side currently. So the first time I went there, went to New York, um, we were asking the, uh, the, the guy that worked in front desk at our hotel where we could get some really good Italian. And 
he <laughs> and he could totally tell we were visiting from Ohio. And he goes, um, he goes, oh yeah, go to this great place. It's called the Garden. And I was like, that, that sounds amazing. It sounds delightful. It sounds refreshing. I'm gonna go to the Garden. He gives us the address. It was it was the fucking Olive Garden, which mm -hmm. is fine. Which is fine. Nothing against the Olive Garden, right? But we show up, and I was like, the, this is the Garden. <laughs> This is, it is the garden. It's the garden of Eden. It is, it, it is, is fine Italian cuisine. I, I'm partial to Olive Garden. I mean, so I went, I'm from Ohio as well. I'm from the Cleveland area. Where are you from? I'm from Dayton. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. I almost went to the, I almost went to the university of Dayton, uh, but then it was too expensive. So I didn't. Yeah. It ain't cheap. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is not cheap at all. So I went to another school in Erie, Pennsylvania. And whenever my friends and I would have like, um, like, like wins throughout college, we would go celebrate at the Olive Garden because it was just like above the price point where we're like, we feel rich and bougie, but it was still affordable enough where we're like, we are not breaking the, because as broke college kids, we're like, we can't actually spend $50 on like a nice meal. We can spend like 20 bucks maybe on Olive Garden. <laughs> But I, I love the Olive Garden. You go for the salad, you go for the breadsticks, you go for a little bit of wine. It's just, I went last night. I have to, I, I just, oh, it just, it's everything that you expect. It's not, it, I, I, my, my partner uh, went for the first time yesterday. He joined my roommate and I, and he's like, I've never been here before. I'm like, it's not a place to write home about, but it is a place that you know exactly what you're getting every time <laughs> and it it just satisfies all the cravings if you just need adequate pasta with really good salad and bomb ass breadsticks you know i i don't hate the chicken parm there i don't hate it uh if i could have dairy i would have the chicken parm because i love a good chicken parm but i know they don't have a dairy substitute um but I've heard it's good. My roommate got the eggplant parm yesterday and it looked delicious. I was like, ooh, that looks really, really yummy. All right. Well, now that we are making people crave, including myself, crave Olive Garden, I think we've done our job today. We can go home. Um, <laughs> exactly. Great episode. <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by Olive Garden. However, Olive Garden, if you want to throw us some money, I mean, clearly here's your next marketing campaign. Just fun pasta. <laughs> <laughs> just good enough <laughs> <laughs> oh man so Cole you are an astrologer and how long have you been studying astrology because you I'm not gonna lie like I tried once I gave up I was like this is too much how mm -hmm. did this become like your your arena yeah, so I um, I like to give the whole song and dance about how I got into astrology, and if you're okay with that. Um, so I was raised super Catholic, right? You know, Midwest Catholic boy. Uh, but I was like the 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 church that I went to was very like hellfire and brimstoney, right? Which is surprising, right? Because we're not in the South. And I always knew I was a spiritual person, but I always felt that disconnect to um, Catholicism because I was an, was gay. No, I am gay. <laughs> I was, I was for, <laughs> I, Me am, too. I am, right. I am gay, but like, I was like, why am I going to go like go to hell? Or like, why am I a bad person? Just because I have an attraction to the same sex. And I was always intrigued with astrology. Um, but because I was raised hellfire and brimstone, right. You know, and that was like the spiritual stuff that I was told. I was like, 
it's fun to joke about, but like, you know, I can't really dive into that. And so I started learning more about it when I was about 16. And for reference, I'm 24, I'm turning 25 here soon. So about eight years of interest, but it wasn't until I got into college and took a world religions course where I think it was like a deacon or some sort of like, not priest, but like, you know, semi-religious figure had entered the classroom and said, I am a devout Christian. I am very, very religious. However, I'm going to convince you by the end of this class, no religious practice is the right one. And that spirituality is fluid and like all this amazing stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, that is where are you coming from? Because that is not what I was told growing up. And upon leaving that course, I realized I'm allowed to be a spiritual individual because I kind of lost spirituality for a while there. I was like, well, if I'm gay, I can't be spiritual. And I said, I'm going to lean into what has, you know, I've naturally been intrigued by and what just comes really easily to me, which was astrology. I wasn't super vocal about how much I studied and how much I like practiced it because I was still a little bit anxious about it. That lovely Catholic guilt, which comes back every once in a while, but I've been studying it since I was 18. So, you know, a pretty, pretty detailed studies over the past six years, the past two years, I've really taken it much seriously, um, trying to start, um, you know, a year and a half, two years, I mean, working in the, in the spiritual space. So it's been a really fun journey, but I think at the end of the day, it allowed me to find that, um, that sense of like universality, which I love being able to connect with people being like, oh, you're a Gemini too. I'm a Gemini. That's so fun. Like, oh my gosh, you also have an Aries moon. Like that's so crazy. But also that, you know, specificity that I always needed with spirituality, which stems from like, this is a unique blueprint for me, right? This is my identity and be able to share that with other people is what, I mean, cause it is a lot. I mean, I've got tons of books that I've read and tons of podcasts and I've at hours and hours of research and it, it's like not easy stuff at the end of the day but that that drive towards knowing that I have this catalyst now to help myself understand myself better and other people understand themselves better is really what drove me to pursue it as my spiritual practice wow that's amazing and so how often would you say your studying and perfecting your skill and understanding of your craft? Yeah, I, it depends on the, the outlet of studying, I guess you could say, right? You know, there's the traditional studying, which is, you know, reading books, um, which I have plenty of, and I try, I'm a really, really bad reader. Um, I just, I have such a short attention span that like sitting down and reading is hard for me. Um, But I try to push myself to read at least a half hour a day. It's great when I'm taking the subway because that's usually just like, okay, perfect. I usually take the subway for a half hour. Um, But a lot of my learning, I would say, is through giving readings to people, Um, you know, just like being able to synthesize saying, okay, here's a chart. I know what this means. I know what that means. I, you know, and I usually do about four hours of readings a day or at least four hours of looking at charts a day because I think the application process of it at least helped me learn a whole lot more because I was, I was never like the memorization kid either. I was like, okay, that's great. That's what that means, but how do we apply that in real life? So for me, it's a lot easier to look at someone's chart. And if I see something that I don't understand, going to one of my book references and then understanding it better, or you know, if one of my books doesn't describe it well, looking online, trying to find things of that nature. So I, I probably study, you know, across, you know, a, a week period, somewhere between like 20 and 30 hours 
a week of just like, and it, it's, you know, on top, it's not just, you know, strictly like I'm doing research. It's, you know, the application based of my knowledge and trying to expand it more. Communications with clients, I think is something that helped me learn a lot as well, because the textbook can say one thing, but then hearing someone say, oh, yes, I really agree with that. And it also manifests this way is something that anecdotally is more valuable in a lot of ways than what I've ever experienced. So I, I spent a lot of, I put a lot of effort into it now that I'm like talking and thinking about it. I'm like, oh shit. Wow. I really <laughs> hit the ground running. Huh? <laughs> that's awesome. And that's so important too, right? Because you have quite a decent, I mean, let's, let's be honest. You have a really big following for the work that you do and you resonate with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute some of that um, success? But, you know, I think more so from how I, and this is just my, my take on you is, is that it's, you just, you really do just resonate with people. And that's why you have the following that you have and you're able to connect in such a unique way. Where, where do you think that, following started really connecting with you on your journey of astrology? Was there like a specific moment that it was like, oh my gosh, these people are following or was it more gradual for you? Uh, It started off gradual, right? And then there was a moment I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. I have have impact and influence and people are actually interested in what I'm saying. Um, Because when I started making content it was during the pandemic and I was like really, really just not in a good mental health space. But I noticed on TikTok, right, that people were talking about astrology, making jokes. And I was like, wait, that's how I learned, right? I learned through satire. I learned through humor. I learned through, you know, moments in my life being able to say like, oh my gosh, that's such like an Aquarius thing season, like an Aquarius season thing to happen, right? Because we're in Aquarius season filming this today. Um But, and it was the gradual understanding that, oh, I'm starting to pick up following because people, I would start, I started off by doing like roasts of people's big three, because I love a good roast. I'm like a sarcastic asshole at heart who just loves to like give it to you. But I started doing like roasts of people's big three. And I was like, oh, people are like interested in learning about astrology, understanding astrology in a comedic way. Let me lean into that because I don't ever want to be the astrologer who is, you know, and I have so much respect for everyone who is like this, but super traditional, very prim and proper saying things super eloquently. I'm like, no, I want to be the astrology for people who like astrologer for people who want to get down and dirty, who just want it quick and easy, who want to laugh at themselves while learning. So it was me realizing that because I just naturally have this comedic perspective and I have this this take on life that life isn't that serious that you need to be buttoned up all the time right you can just you can make a fool out of yourself and still be impactful is really what I decided to lean in and lean on lean in on um and it was right around when I started posting like my rankings of the zodiac signs uh, being like, I'm going to rank the zodiac signs based on who I think is going to survive the zombie apocalypse most likely. And uh, Virgos were very upset at that. And I am okay with that because at the end of the day, as much as Virgos love to think that they have a plan for everything, when your plan does not go right, you crumble and fall apart, which is why they would not survive the zombie apocalypse. Um, 
but it's content like that that I really I started creating and my following just boomed and I was like oh my gosh I and this is the marketing brain in me right I have a degree in graphic design minor in marketing I have minors in fashion merchandising and I worked corporate marketing for about a year and a half before I decided to pursue what I'm doing now full time I was like I I have this know-how of social media I have this know-how of um, astrology and I have this delivery system that is incredibly um, which is trendy and relatable and easy to access I'm going to lean into that and see how it works for me so it was it was a bit of a gradual but there were a few moments where I was like yep okay this is clicking and yes I do have that ability to make it make an impact tell me about the day that you decided I'm doing this full time. I'm going to take the leap. I'm quitting my corporate job because the Virgo in me gets nervous thinking about this, right? Like the Virgo, mm-hmm. but the steady paycheck. Um, tell me, tell me about that day. It was, um, well, there's 31 days in March, right? Yes. I yes. Think. Okay. Got it. So it's March 31st um, or April 1st, one of the, one of those days. And I, at that time I had been making money off of social media for a couple months. I would say I didn't start like monetizing things until October of 2020. And then it was in like March of 2021 that I decided I'm going to leave corporate. But I always told myself jokingly, right. I, you know, this is, it's like, um, I don't want to call it like half-assed manif- half-assed manifestation, but I was kind of like, if one day, you know, I make it, you know, if I make as much as I do at my corporate job, I'm going to leave and I'm going to take that leap of faith and I'm just going to lean into it. And I remember looking at like my financials, I mean, cause I'm a Virgo rising. So I'm very meticulous about like tracking everything and all that jazz. And I looked and I was like, holy shit, I did it. And I was at that point in a really, I was probably at like my, my lowest in like my corporate um, work. And I was like, and I was looking for an escape in a lot of ways. I had um, a different job lined up that was supposed to start in July of 2021, um, which was like a teaching job. I ended up not taking that because just, you know, conflict of interest and wanting to pursue something that I might never get the chance to do again. Um, But that's what I told myself. I was like, I'm doing something I love. I'm able to educate people. I'm able to now potentially create my own schedule. I'm making the money that I need to make. I'm 20, at the time I was 23 years old, right? When else in my life am I going to be able to look at quite literally the stars aligning in front of me and say, I just need to go for it. I just need to say, like throw caution to the wind in a lot of ways. And that's what I told myself. And I told my parents that I said, I know this is scary. And I know that you guys, like my parents were very, very nervous as well. They're, I mean, I mean, anyone from the Gen X sort of era would never do what I'm doing. Right. And I said, this feels right. This is what I have to do. If I crash and burn, I know that I'm leaving my corporate work in a good, like on a good note. So if I had to go back to that company, which I probably wouldn't, um, I could, you know, cause that's what HR has told me and all that jazz. But at the end of the day as well, I'm pursuing something that is still very marketable, social media management, right? You know, content creation. I could go back into the working world, but I need to, for myself, for my own mental health, for the experience of just being able to say, look what I did. Um, I need to do this. And it was horrifying. I 
I'm still scared some days where I'm like, where am I gonna, I mean, cause my ruling planet in my chart being a Virgo rising is Mercury. My Mercury falls in Taurus and my Taurus Mercury is always like, where the hell am I making my money from? Uh, I am so anxious and so concerned right now. But it's at the same time, I'm like, I can just choose to, if I'm like having a bad day, a hundred times out of a hundred, right? Anytime I've emailed the client being like, hey, I'm not in a good headspace right now. I want to be there hundred percent for you. Are you cool with rescheduling? Here's the, my next open time slot. It's yours if you want it. Happy to work on a weekend too. Um, they're always like receptive to that. And knowing that there's that sense of like emotional, right? And mental sort of security, knowing that I am making the money that I want to make and I'm getting to have sort of influence and impact is, it, it, it reassures me when those moments I'm like, did I do the right thing? Shaking in my boots. Uh, but it was, it was horrifying, but I just, I just knew in my gut, I was like, you have to do this because if you don't, you're just going to ask yourself, what if for the rest of your life? That's very inspiring. Everyone, go, everyone go quit your job. No, I'm just kidding. I don't go quit your right. job. Quit your quit jobs. Your job. Do it now. <laughs> stay your, just stay your job. Um, so the, my obvious question here is, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but I just feel the need to ask anyway, is were you looking at your charts too? And were like, okay, this is where I could like, this is really where I could quit. Or was it just like, I'm just going to do it. It feels right. So I, and I don't know, I know a few other astrologers who have the same mentality as me, but like, I try not to look at my chart a whole lot because I'm going to start looking for the answers that I want to see in a lot of ways. Um, however, when all of this stuff was going down, there was a lot of favorable energy in my chart that was saying, now's a great time to explore. Now's the great time to take a risk. If it feels right, trust your intuition. I was having Jupiter transiting through my sixth house, which is the house of our routines, right? Our sense of work, our day-to-day -day lives, our service towards others and ourself. Um, I was having the North node, which is a big sort of ultimate goal, destiny. Excuse me, I thought I was gonna burp for a second. Um, you know, like very like aspirational, uh, you know, um, placement transiting through my 10th house, house of career, house of social reputation, making aspects to Venus, my planet of love, beauty, creativity, expression, and then also my sun, right? You know, the planet of identity. So the astrology really was lined up incredibly favorably for me. At the time, I was really trying not to look too heavily at it because the astrology was present even in like 2020, right? But I was like, you could quit today, but you know, that Virgo, Virgo rising was like, just wait until the right moment, wait until things are lined up financially, wait until you feel a little bit more secure. Um, even though the astrology, right, you know, months before was like, do it. So it was there, uh, but I was trying not to read like so, so much into it. I was really waiting just for the right, like the real world sort of like practical moment to make that leap. Mm. Yeah, I'm, and I'm with you too on on not doing too many readings for yourself as a as a psychic medium, and I also use um, tarot as a divination tool. 
I, I try to just go to other people. I'm like, no, cause I'm like, yeah. you, I will be like, I'll like shuffle like, Oh, the tower. No, we're going to put that back in the deck. We're just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> and then it keeps falling out. You're like yeah. crazy. I guess it's just not the time to read. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird. I must not be connected something. I don't know. Something's off. Oh, tonight. this is for someone else. This is someone else's reading. Yeah. Crazy. Well, that was my last client. Just kidding. Just kidding. Her life's a mess. Not mine. Um, <laughs> never mind. Do you ever, um, do you ever go to parties or so, well, limited parties and social functions being in the age of COVID where, and people ask you what you do and you're like, oh, this is what I do. And they have that like weird kind of like, oh, really? Like, and, and then they immediately feel the need to tell you like that they don't believe in what you do. Do you ever get that? I've never gotten that. Um, well, okay. So I've gotten it like once or twice where people have like questioned me like, that's what you do. Um, but not from like a condescending tone, like just from like a genuine shock, like wait, people are able to do that. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I've had the experiences where people are like actually just really intrigued. Right. And I end up just <laughs> at my, my social gatherings that I've been at, you know, I always say like, put two cocktails in me and mama, you're going to get a free reading and we're going to have a great night. And I'm going to be looking at your chart. Uh, and I, um, I usually get that sort of response where people are like, wait, look at my chart. Like, oh my gosh, this is my sign. Um, but I usually, I'm, I try to be as humble as I can because I don't want to like, you know, kick the door down be like, anyway, I'm an influencer. I have these many followers. Like, I usually just say, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm an astrologer or like, I'm like, oh, I'm self-employed. And usually whichever friend is next to me, they're like, he's being coy. Right. It's like, I don't, I, cause I, I, I hate to like tiptoe that line of like, yeah, I have like a, I mean, cause I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat it. I have a really nice life and I have a life that is amazing that I'm able to be in full control of it and to make good money doing it. But I don't like, cause I know people, especially in today's day and age struggle with what they do. Right. And a lot of people my age struggle with feeling like they're stuck in the corporate setting. So that's why I try to just be like, I'm self-employed, you know, I'm, you know, fortunate, very, very lucky. And if they want to ask more, right. You know, more than open, but I, um, cause I also, I don't want, you know, like everyone being like, can I get a reading? Can I get a reading? Can I get a reading? Da, 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 da. Um, so I try to, it's, it's the humble Midwesterner in me. That's just kind of like, this is what I, you know, I'm self-employed, you know, yeah. that, that. and then if one of my friends just starts, you know, bragging about me, I like get flustered and like, I get super red in the face and then everyone's like, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah cool <laughs> I don't know sometimes I just I just sometimes get awkward about like talking about myself which is weird because I do it all the time on social media yeah that's that's awesome and I love that what how do you recharge uh I have I um I recently just started working out again thank god because um I'm an Aries moon and I need to, like I got off my like fitness sort of track and I was like oh god I'm so lazy I just need to like I lose my energy so when I'm trying to recharge or reset in like heat like I'm like really heated or really frustrated I go to the gym I just work it out sweat it out if I'm just like so drained like just mentally um I usually play video games I love video games it's how I tap into my inner child I'll play like Pokemon for hours. I'll play Mario Kart, Mario Kart, any of it. Like I love Nintendo games. Um, I'll like play Fortnite with one of my best friends online and my little brother. So I really just try to tap into unintentionally, right? You know, my, my birth chart, what my birth chart needs. 
Um, but in a lot of ways, right, you know, fitness and then also just like video games and that sort of just, you know, stuff is how it allows me to, you know, recharge depending on like, am I exhausted or am I like frustrated and there's need to release energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so Cole, I have a small favor. Absolutely. Teensy favor. So, um, I love being roasted. It's, it is, um, it's one of my favorite things. I love to laugh. I don't take myself seriously, like at all. Um, that's not true. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> and you already know I'm lying. Cause I'm a Virgo son. That's a lie. So, but I do like to, I do like to laugh. And if you, if you would, wouldn't mind, I would love if you roasted me. So my, my chart placements, I'm a Virgo son, Aries moon. Sagittarius rising. Um, would you roast me? Absolutely. I would love. Um, so what I love about that chart is that that Virgo sun is truthfully fighting for its life in that big three. And it, <laughs> already starting off strong. It is fighting for its life to just be in control of all of your impulses, all of your chaotic desires, all of that, just like, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and just say absolutely fuck it, right? Which can be, pardon my French, um, which can be really demanding on a Virgo, right? I mean, a, a little bit of sarcasm in there. The Virgo loves to be in control. Um, but what I think is really fun is that that Aries moon is such a shit starter. I mean, I'm also an Aries moon, right? Where that your Virgo sun energy is very much like super type A, like we have to have it like this and that, and let's be practical and reasonable. But then you've got this Sagittarius rising, which is like, anyway, I'm just gonna drop all my things, and just you know, book a plane ticket, and that air, that Aries moon, right, where it's like, hmm, which part of myself do I want to piss off today? Do I want to piss off my Sagittarius self and be super restrictive, or do I want to piss off my Virgo self and not do absolutely anything I have to? Um, it's it's a fun it's a fun little mix, and I love. Um, I love that you have you know, your sun and your rising in mutable placements, um, which I mean, not from a roast perspective, right? That, that can be like a little bit difficult because the way you just want to, like you see the world and you express, you see this level of freedom, but then it's like, Ooh, no, 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 no. We have to like restrict it. Right. We have to be like stable, but that, because that Aries moon is there, that Aries moon is just like, mm, should I self-sabotage today? <laughs> and which way do I want to self-sabotage? Do I want to have fun or do I want to kind of be a little bit boring how do we want to make (laughs) resonate at all (laughs) um okay well uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tag myself in that uh no that was great (laughs) that was great okay so Cole this is my this is my favorite part of the show well I don't know that roast might just have to be my new favorite thing ever um, so from now on, anyone coming on the show has to roast me. Um, you said a very hard friend. <laughs> so Cole, now I have some rapid fire questions for you. Perfect. Like right. one word answers. Um, you can, yeah, yeah. Quick answers. Perfect. I can do okay. that. What book are you reading right now? Uh, Saturn, a new look at an old devil by Liz Green. What is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? I'm not gonna say that. (laughs) (laughs) If you're (laughs) 
if your life had a mascot, what would it be? A raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> what is one of your quirks? Um, one of my quirks? Uh, I like copy people's funny voices a lot. Like if someone has a funny voice, I like to imitate it because I think it's funny and I just like to, you know, do that. What is the most annoying sign? Ooh, um, I'm going to say Aquarius. What is the sign that you would party with? Oh, Sagittarius for sure. What is the sign that the second you hear someone say that's what they are, you run for the hills? Capricorn sometimes. Who is your inspiration and why? Oh, can I pick two? Of course. Okay, um, my mom, because she is just a, a, a badass, like inspiring woman. She's the only, only person slash thing in this world I'm scared of. And that is like the highest honor I can give her. Um, and then Dolly Parton, because she is just so pure and just so successful and I want to be her. All right, well, you're, you're my new favorite, Cole. How do you, uh, what, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, stop giving a shit. It's Oof. not that serious. What is success for you? Uh, happiness. Happiness and success are, you know, they need to be together. What is the last thing you created? Um, a TikTok making fun of fire signs, low standards when they're bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, as somebody with two fire sign placements in their chart, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see that TikTok. I feel like it's going to be a little too real. Cole, where can our listeners find you? You can find me um, on all of my social medias at JK, it's Cole, all one word. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I'm gonna start Twitch streaming soon. If you like video games, come hang out with me. Um, and they can also find me um, on Twitter, just not astrology related content, just sort of like shit posts, whatever I'm thinking in that moment. I love it. Cole, thank you so much for joining us at happy hour. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you.